Lucky Land slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. With Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.
our struggles in this world are similar. And the lessons to overcome those struggles and to move forward will apply equally to all. It will not be easy. You will likely fail often. It will be discouraging. At times, it will test you to your very core. If I have learned anything in my time traveling the world, it is the power of hope. The power of one person. One person can change the world by giving people hope. Start each day with a task completed. Find someone to help you through life. Respect everyone. Know that life is not fair and that you will fail often. But if you take some risks, step up when the times are the toughest, face down the bullies, lift up the downtrodden, and never, ever give up, if you do these things, the next generation and the generations that follow will live in a world far better than the one we have today. Finally, in SEAL training, there's a bell. A brass bell that hangs in the center of the compound for all the students to see. All you have to do to quit is ring the bell. Ring the bell and you no longer have to wake up at 5 o'clock. Ring the bell and you no longer have to be in the freezing cold swims. Ring the bell and you no longer have to do the runs, the obstacle course, the PT. And you no longer have to endure the hardships of training. All you have to do is ring the bell to get out. If you want to change the world, don't ever, ever ring the bell. Don't worry, because we got it. Ladies and gentlemen, live from Pittsburgh Studio Number One, it's Cold War Radio. Here's your host, Hutch Bailey Jr. Lord have mercy! I remember back in the days when we first started doing this, and when things would go south, panic would set in, and sweat would appear upon the the brow, and buttons would be pushed, and Mice would be drug and holy smokes, man. We got it, though. You can't even tell it's messed up because it's not. Welcome and thank you for choosing Cold War Radio from the Alpha Foxtrot studio deeply behind enemy lines in enemy territory. I am your host, Hutch Bailey Jr., live Cold War Radio patron hotline, 412-206-6208, the voicemail, 412-567-1460. Please visit SteelCityResistance.com where you can become a Cold War Radio patron. Catch the research room, the video three page. You can get the podcast on Spreaker, iHeartRadio, Torch of Liberty Podcast Network, and just about anywhere else. There are podcasts, Spotify, Jen Savin, all kinds of places, ladies and gentlemen. If you want to write to the show, please write to SCRTV at live.com. You can also write to Cold War Radio, P.O. Box 104-33-370, Castle Shannon Boulevard, Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania, 15234. Let's go gangster tonight.
All right, here we go, ladies and gentlemen. It is a Monday, which means this is the Steel City Resistance episode, or edition, rather, of Cold War Radio. With that, let's bring in the co-founder of the whole enterprise, Dr. Ward Miller. Good evening, sir. Good evening, Hutch, and my fellow bacon-loving patriots. Coming to you live in a living color from the Whiskey Tango Foxtrot Studio in frosty Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania. The doctor is in. All right, all right. I'm, I'm, I'm liking this. I'm like, it's, it's getting better as we go here. No, no doubt about that. What's, what's going <laughs> well, on, I mean, Ward? I had to give a shout out to Meatloaf. You know, R.I.P. Right. Absolutely, absolutely. Uh, Louis Anderson too. Louis Anderson. He was uh, Louis Anderson. That, that was. It's it been a tragic week. I, you know, I wish that that like politicians would start dropping instead of, you know, celebrities. Yeah, you know, especially I mean, these ones you, you hear they get the COVID, man. I, well, how about starting yeah. to wheeze, wheeze a little bit, damn it. Yeah, <laughs> I mean, I like you know, you got meatloaf. I mean, rock legends are dying. Yeah, and and these these. Uh, animals continue to live on. It's just shocking. they do, and and this whole thing. It's sad because this whole thing is. Uh, I, I mentioned this on Friday. The, the whole situation is making people mean. You know, that's not really a good word. That's like a high school fight word, but like evil. You know, it's making it's giving me impure thoughts, as they say. <laughs> okay, you know, you know, it's making me want to do things that you probably shouldn't think about, you know? But, I mean, when they have you backed into a corner, you know, what do they expect? Do they think that we're really not men of the land? Do they th- do they think that we're like they are? Like, we're like Adam Schiff? No, Adam, we are not like you or Swalwell or any of you. We're different and we're real. And when you piss us off consistently every day for 10 years... Um, something's bound to happen. You'd hope. <laughs> hey, right. You know, and, and I think it will. I, I don't know how that's going to manifest itself. I mean, you're already seeing, uh, you're seeing Europe. Europe started, yeah. I've, I've been bad-mouthing Europe for a couple years now. Now, now the people of Europe are starting to come out, and God bless them. I, I don't know. I mean, I know you're on Getter. Are, are you following Tommy Robinson? Yes, as a matter of fact, I'm going to have an interview with him, but we're waiting until after the film. He's got a film that he's made, The Rape of England, and it's going to play live at 2.30 on January 29th on Getter. So oh, I, would, cool. I would ask definitely look into that. Uh, he's He's been, if you've listened to this show way back from the Steel City Resistance early days, uh, we've been following this with England and the rape of young English white girls by Pakistani pigs in the name of Islam and the cowardly police departments and parents that are too afraid to be called a racist to do anything about it. You know, they've known about this for 40 years. You're going to see, I saw the trailer uh, of Tommy Robinson's uh, documentary and he's in the police chief's face, man. He's like, what yeah, well, go ahead. They, they have all kind of problems with pedophilia in, in England, not just, you know, what's what uh, Tommy, of course, is going to report on. But they also have problems with 
with pedos way before we even introduce the, you know, the heathens from the, you know, third world countries. Right. So, you know, they have all kinds of, of pedophile problems over there and, and, so I, I'm glad that somebody. Yeah, we do. But I'm CNN, glad that somebody's CNN finally pointing. Well, yeah, exactly. <laughs> but exactly. But I mean, it, Tommy's actually reporting on it, pointing it out, and and it's really cool that he's drawing attention to it. That you know, I mean, he actually went to. I mean, we reported on it. He yeah. went to jail. He's one I mean, of the most courageous people I've ever seen in my life, man. I mean, this guy is like my height, and he's out there in the Muslim hordes in London. Yeah, and he, and they put he, him in prison, right in the Muslim ward, right yeah, in the in the pre in the, what do you call it the cell block, where oh, yeah. where, where I mean, they are. I mean, he, they were trying to kill him. Absolutely, the, and the hell, they, I mean, they they just lit his car on fire. Yeah. two weeks ago. That's true. That's true. And uh, like I said, we're in we're in touch with him at the Wayne Dupree show, and uh, he'll be on the show soon. Uh, That's cool. And he's uh, he's a good guy too. I've interviewed him before. Uh, but like I said, one of the most courageous people, one of the things that you have to do is, and this is very hard for young people to do. When I say young, I mean 40 and younger. People that have been exposed to the woke culture before it was called the woke culture, before they were adults. There's a lot of people like that, that they were introduced to this stupidity while they were still children. So some of it is still a default position for a long well, what take, I mean by, what I mean by that is they preface everything they say with well I'm not trying to offend anybody or you know I'm not saying that Islam's bad uh, well, but yeah. guess what Islam is bad that comes from the whole uh, when when I was in school is when political correctness began where you can't say something that's going to hurt somebody's feelings why? <laughs> no, I mean, seriously, I know, no, I know, that, that I was always my, my, my stance is why. I mean, you, like, you, can't, no. <laughs> you can't move the, the uh, I mean, you can't move the world forward without conflict. There no. has to be conflict. There has to be good and evil. There has to be. And I'll give you a, you a great example, a great example in our time and in our, as you would say, wheelhouse is Donald Trump. They said Absolutely. right off the bat, the experts told you, in order to remodel the house, we got to do a little demo first. You know, we got to tear up the living room. We got to break the furniture before we can fix this thing. And that's true. And they used it to their advantage, the Republicans and the Democrats. I I'm just glad that finally, after all this time, I hope there's a lot of people with me, too. I really do. I hope there are a lot of people that understand how detrimental, how dangerous, and also how worthless the official Republican Party business is. Oh, absolutely. I mean, this this is a corrupt business, folks, and that's all it is. Well, you know what? I'm taking a lot of, what's the word I'm looking for? I guess schadenfreude in, in the fact that... Uh, Fauci is just getting slapped around every which way but loose. And the best part about it is, you know, in in this country, they kind of, you know, the media protects him and whatnot. He's not getting that protection overseas, man. And they are going after him. And, and like Tommy was posting a bunch of stuff in England and, and, and France, and, and they're calling Fauci out too. I it's saw a guy from us. Germany that called him out yeah. and said that he needs to be held to account. It's on him. 
And it is. It is. The dude ought to be hung by his boots. That's right. He ought to be hung by his goddamn boots. And not just him. Burks, too. And and the the Surgeon General and all of them. Well, when they come on... Make it a big, diverse group. Every time you hear them say, gain of function, hear biological weapon. Because that's what he was trying to build. He tried to sell that to DARPA. And DARPA said, no, we're, that, that's in violation of the, the Nuremberg uh, tr- tribunes, and we will go to prison. No, we're not going to do that. Lucky Land Casino, asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car, before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Chumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby. Mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa. Take it easy, Judy. <laughs> The Chumba Life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. And he did it on his own. Yeah, he did. He did. And, and you know, they're still continuing to do things. I don't know if you saw. There's not much media coverage, but a pickup truck hauling a trailer of monkeys was in an accident on I-80 out by Danville. Yeah, I did see that. And a couple, three of the monkeys escaped. And now it turns out these are CDC experimental monkeys, and the CDC is monitoring the local population for, wait for it, folks, and I'm glad you're on tonight, Ward, cold-like symptoms. Yeah. How about that, huh? Coming around. I feel so vindicated every day that goes by now. Oh, yeah. Um, I really do, man. I mean, if you don't learn anything else, don't follow the herd, folks. Don't do that. Oh, my God. I pray everybody's okay, but don't do that. Well, my my thought is just critical thinking. Yes. We need to return to critical thinking instead of just mindlessly go, okay, that's the way it's supposed to be. Put your head down and go, no, think challenge. You look at the the caliber of the people that are in elective office. Would you say two words to Chuck Schumer? If he wasn't a Senator, he's a moron. Adam Schiff is a freaking dude that got his lunch money taken. Eric Uh Swalwell is a beach bum queer. I'm telling you, these people, they're not, they, they don't have your best interests in mind, folks. They're no, scum of the earth, not. bottom feeders that are trying to get rich. That's all they're doing. That's well, all they're doing. So when they say something, you better damn well challenge it in your own mind and figure okay. out why. Well, here's an example. Breitbart just published a thing that they're showing that uh, the Bidens have had a windfall of $31 million since taking office. And they right. should be taken so, to the poor. I mean, this well, is I what mean, I mean. This is what I but, mean. Man. Well, that goes back to my, the, the point I was trying to make was coming from the, the beginning part of it is why would you go and spend $10 million to get a job 
that has that, that's paid a half million dollars a year. The only reason you do that is if you want to do something corrupt. That's right. And understand that Biden, Joe Biden, in our country, in the United States of America, ladies and gentlemen, Joe Biden and his whole rotten family are royalty. They are the best we have to offer right next to the Obamas. These are Andy no, Clintons. No, no, Andy no, no, Clintons. no, 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 That's the best the Democratic Party has to offer. I could go into the Republicans. I mean, Mitch well, McConnell and his Chinese back, communist wife. But, but the thing is, the Republicans have somebody that they can put up that this is, is true. actually this is a, true. A, a decent a decent person I, I, and a decent candidate. The Repu- the Democrats do not have anyone that they can run. Joe Biden is the best that they had to offer. They wanted yeah. they wanted uh, Elizabeth Warren. She was number one. They wanted her first, and she was so patently unlikable. They said, "Well, we can't use her. Let's go to Kamala." Well, they well, wanted Bernie Harris, Bernie Sanders too, man. I mean, that guy got robbed twice. Oh yeah. You know, well, he had a pretty big I don't know. Follow. I don't know. I don't know if it's robbed when you roll over and show him your belly. Right. I mean, that's, and that's true. exactly that's true. what he did. He did. They, they, I mean, Hillary basically robbed him, and he just took a house for it and thanked her on the way out to his new plane. <laughs> As his wife ripped off the college out in Massachusetts till they couldn't even pay the bills. Exactly. Yeah, no doubt. Man. Did you see the um, – there was a, a peaceful anti-vaccination rally in D.C., I was amazed yeah, I at how many people were there. I mean, there was a lot of people there, and I don't think uh, did they break into the Capitol or anything? Or, or no, they, they didn't light anything a, on fire. No, it, didn't it was knock it, over it, it any was, porta potties or nothing. Yeah, I don't know if it could actually be called a, a march because the, the marches that we've gotten used to from the you know from the Democrat side, I mean, something had a burn. Yeah, and, and I didn't see anything on fire, so I'm not sure. Isn't this? Isn't this? You know, Newt Gingrich is out there talking shit my my language is is slipping i had a rough lead up to the show ladies and gentlemen bent pins and vga cables and all kind of stuff it was wonderful uh but we're here and i'm gonna calm down i'm not gonna do that anymore but newt gingrich was out there and he was saying basically what we've all been thinking uh he said you know on january 4th 2022 more than likely there's going to be a republican controlled house and a Republican-controlled Senate. And some of these people on this January 6th committee could face jail time for what they're doing. And they really are. I mean, the things that they're doing, they they are I, I, acting right now like they are never, and and they could have infor, inside information, Ward. Oh, I'm sure he could. But they're but, acting but, like they never are going to be out of power. That's I, the way they're acting. This is how well, they will be if we allow them to hijack the elections to the federal level. This is how the Democrats, and by extension, the American government will be. They will hunt you down and they will put you in prison if you disagree with them. Yeah, well, that's that's why they, they lost that election thing and they're going to continue to lose because they're not smart. Why I, I don't understand why Schumer would, would force the hand, you know, force that, that bill to, to the floor without... You know, okay, let's try and, and yeah, let's try and do a whip up. You know, they whip up think they they think they're going to be empowered. They honestly believe that what they're doing is going to go all the way to fruition, but they forgot about us. And I'm telling you, we're just we're just getting started. We've got yeah. people on our side.
This audience keeps getting bigger. Thank you very much, by the way. If you're Absolutely. listening, uh, if you're listening, like recently for the first time, thank you so much. We're on Monday, Wednesday, and Fridays. Uh, you know, you can catch the podcast at any time. Uh, we'll probably won't. Oh, did that thing go away yet? Uh, let me see where we at here. Uh, but, uh, doesn't no. really matter, but no, it's still there. But we, how much time we into? Yeah, I, I screwed this up. Whatever. <laughs> Probably won't have any calls tonight, ladies and gentlemen. Uh, but we might. We'll see what happens as we go. I, I got a lock feature on there. I can't remember how to turn it off. Uh, but we will figure it out. But, you know, I, I think people are awake right now that have never been awake. And I, that's why I mentioned the new listeners. And if you... Uh, are a new listener, like I said, we're on Monday, Wednesdays, and Fridays. Fridays, we always open the phone lines. Uh, also, on Fridays, a lot of times we're on for three hours instead of two. That's not guaranteed, but that's the way it's been for the last several months. Because uh, there's on plenty there. to talk about. And we get long-winded, you know, and it just you look up and it's 10 o'clock, and it's like, man, we're not done. You know, we it's Friday. Know. It's yeah. it's Friday night. You're doing shots, and what the hell? What's <laughs> <laughs> Some inside the studio uh, uh, material there, but exactly. uh, it's fun, you know. And and so we'll keep doing it. But thanks for uh, thanks for listening. Really appreciate it. Um, and we're you know trying to hit. I, I, we're going to hit tonight. Uh, the big thing I want to hit, uh, we'll hit in just a minute. But first, I want to go. Uh, well, let's let's talk outlooks real quick here. I'm I'm feeling super good. I, I know that we still have a lot of pitfalls. We oh, yeah. still have, uh, but I think the tide is turning. I think we're at the point where it's impossible for someone who expects to be seen as intelligent can support this potato salad brain fool. We know President or Joe Biden is not the president. Barack Obama is. We know that. And I'm willing to say that now. I heard Jen Psaki admit it. Oh, yeah, I heard that too. I think it's Obama, and I think he should be arrested. But that's just my opinion. It, he, it, well, if he is, it's treason. But I, going back to that, I, I was kind of curious, because I had heard what Gingrich said too. And the first thing that came to my mind, I mean, granted, everything that they do is criminal. But, I mean, exactly what charges could you bring them up on other than it, it, like Schiff, we could probably. I'm sure that Schiff at some point or another has tampered with evidence because he's done that in the past, and it's not a new thing right in the committee, right during the committee. I mean, he changed text in a uh, in, in in evidence that he presented. Exactly, but and that's my point. Something like that, I can see them saying, "Okay, well, you tampered with evidence. That's a crime. You're going to jail." I, I just don't understand what other. You know what you could actually charge, and the, probably the, nothing. The, Pro- probably nothing. And 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 the reason I said it wasn't like I expect somebody to go to jail. I don't. Uh, but it's nice to see a shift when you see the only person that came out uh, in response to that was Liz Cheney, because it's Liz Cheney's committee, and Liz Cheney is so underwater in Wyoming Ward. I saw a poll, not a poll. Yeah. I saw a straw poll results. Yeah, I saw that too. That gave the challenger, the Republican challenger, who used to work for Cheney, by the way, Who's, 51%. Who, and she's got like six, I think. Yeah, President Trump endorsed her too. Right, right. And she, she came out and she said, look, man, 
Wyoming's a small place. Yeah, I was behind Cheney. The Cheneys were the only game in town. That's the Republican game in Wyoming. But she changed her course. When she first came out here, she was MAGA. And that's true. Mm-hmm. She was. And now she and then she took a turn. Paul Ryan got her on the side and said, look, you know, I know you're a first term uh, woman who's never been in politics a day in her life, but we're going to make you the ranking Democrat, the ranking Republican uh, on this. You know, it's like what? Paul Ryan was a danger, man. He was horrible. That guy right there. You should quit watching Fox News, people. Just because of Paul Ryan. Paul Ryan is a scumbag. Dude, I haven't had Fox News on since the election. I watch Tucker Carlson every now and then, but that's it. And usually I watch it online. Yeah, and the same here. I mean, I might see somebody post something that Tucker said or whatnot, but I don't seek it out. I don't go to, to foxnews.com. I don't I don't have any anything I got to do you. with them. That's cool. I mean, I'd rather I, li- I'd rather go to One American News Network or to uh um, Newsmax for news, but there's some there's some uh, shows that are on Fox Nation that aren't news shows. I mean, they're like if you if you've ever seen somebody that he interviewed over the years, the maximum that the interview lasts is three minutes. It's the shortest interview format I ever saw in my life. He gets twenty guys in, twenty people in, but there's nothing there. He does yeah. in-depth interviews on Fox Nation that are just dedicated to that interview, like for 40 minutes or whatever. And there's also a bunch of history videos that I really love. There's some guys like Kill Me. There's some guys that I don't like Kill Me as far as a news guy. But he's good at historical recollection, you know, doing documentaries. Oh, yeah. I watched a show on Mogadishu, for instance, the other night. I didn't know that more than one helicopter went down. I always thought it was just one. Oh, but no, it's three. Well, two or three or whatever. It was more than one, right? Yeah. So, anyway. And that was part of the problem that made the, the, the rescue so tough is because they had to go to two different parts. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was rough. That's true. Um, so, back to where we are today. Um, the Trump administration sanctions on Iran were working so well that the mullahs were unable to put together the money to pay Iran's United Nations dues. Not after paying many higher priority bills, such as supplying weapons to the Houthis fighting our allies in Saudi Arabia and the United Arab Emirates and supporting Hezbollah's attacks in Israel or engaging in joint naval maneuvers like they are today with Russia and China. What happened next is shocking. As reported in this New York Sun editorial, through legitimate channels, the Ayatollahs couldn't scrape together enough money to pay their U.N. dues. So two weeks ago, Secretary General Antonio Guterres issued a letter. It listed those countries that were so far behind in their dues that under Article 19 of the United Nations Charter, they couldn't vote in the General Assembly. Iran was the second worst deadbeat after Venezuela. Here it comes. From that point, it took fewer than two weeks for the Obama administration to arrange for $18 million of blocked Iranian funds 
to be released to the Iranians so they could pay their dues. The niceties were carried out by the South Koreans working with our own Treasury Department. It seems that Secretary Janet Yellen doesn't have enough to do ginning up inflation. Why not grease the skids for another war in the Middle East? I mean, really, man, this is our government word is, I, Jesus, it's antithetical, antithetical. It's, it's crazy. It's, it's totally. We didn't get a chance to talk about this because it it happened after the show last week. So, well, you know, I figured I'd bring it up here. Did you watch any of Biden's 90 minute press conference? Just clips and they were painful. Completely painful completely painful but the the one that got me was the one where he actually gave the russians he he basically gave them the green light to invade ukraine i mean because he came out and said uh, maybe not a slight incursion probably won't uh you know incur that much resistance it's and like the, the shame of it is is that's probably true and he should have kept his mouth shut about it I mean, but, to me, yeah, exactly. we're, we're, we're getting ready to deep. We're going to dive into that in a second. And I'm okay, cool. And I'm, uh, it is Ryan here. And I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on chumbacasino.com. I looked over at the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's ChumbaCasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. VGW. Void or prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. I'm not at all in the camp of wanting to do this. I don't care what Russia does. I don't care what Ukraine does. They have no bearing on me. I agree. Uh, I, I think that I feel the same way about this word as I did about Sy- the Syrian civil war. That's uh, not I, I th- our fight, man. It's not. It's not our fight, and it's worse than not our fight. It's yeah, like well, it, it's I mean, a domestic squabble, man. Exactly. And, and it's like the it's basically Putin going, you belong to us, and Ukraine going, Eat shit. We're not coming back. Exactly. I mean, and, and, and when and you look at is. when you look at the complexity of Ukraine, and it really is a complex history, man. I mean, half this country fought for the Nazis. The other half, I mean, they got starved out by Stalin and the Russia, the Soviets. I mean, like, were starved out. They're, they made a name for it, the Holodomor. I mean, in the 30s, the Soviet military came to every farm in Ukraine and took everything. If you remember the scene in Young Frankenstein with the guy coming down the road with his oxen-drawn cart or whatever was pulling it, saying, bring me your dead, that was real. That was from Ukraine. That's what they used to do every day. A cart would go by through the farmlands saying, bring me your dead so they could get them out of the house. 
if people didn't eat them first. I mean, and to even, first of all, other than Hunter Biden and Joe Biden working with the corrupt government, uh, there's nothing there for me, man. Uh, all right. And I, I, good. I honestly think that, that Joe wants Russia to go in there because then some documentation might accidentally get destroyed. Well, and not only just, that, just but, throwing but, that out. There. Not, not that I'm a conspiracy theorist, right? You need to be now. You need to. I mean, this is a this is the perfect, the perfect no change. Being a cons- yeah, there's no such thing as being a conspiracy theorist anymore. It's being no, it's a conspiracy knowest. That's we right. knew this I mean, shit was coming. Yeah, this is this is a change of change of story, man. This is, you know, if 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 one American bullet is discharged in Ukraine. All the corrupt stories, the January 6th inquiry, everything you see is gone. Oh, gone. yeah. Because Hunter all- Biden's laptop's gone. Hunter or, or Joe Biden being a freaking dementia patient is gone. Obama being the president is gone. It's uh, all out there. And we're going to get what, that in just a minute. We're going to cover a, a large portion of time with that. But let me get these couple of things. Go ahead. Did, did you have the, the, the quote with when they asked Biden about his mental state? No, I heard about it. I mean, if you have the quote, I don't. I wasn't going to do anything. About no, it. go ahead. I don't. But you don't have the. Well, yeah. So this, I mean, he asked this most respectful question. He's like basically saying to him, you know, I, I believe that you, you know, can't tie your own shoes, for, for you know, for, for lack of a better term, you know. And Joe comes out and goes, "Well, yeah, you have that." Next question. And I'm like, "You have that? that that's not what." <laughs> It was the most insane response you ever heard. Instead of coming back, like when they asked Trump the same thing, he says, look, I took the test. This is what I did on the test. They asked Joe, and he goes, well, you have that. Next question. And you actually got to sit and watch somebody go through sundowners. I'm willing to bet you that they don't ever have another 4 o'clock press conference for Joe. They're going to have to have it early in the day because sundowner starts to come kick in about, you know, an hour into this press conference and he knew nothing. I mean, he just completely went off the rails. And the whole thing about that was that was Jim Rosen or John, I forget his first name, but he used to work at Fox and now he works at uh, Newsmax. Yeah. And it's like, which is cool. Somebody somebody needs to pull the plug on this guy because he, I mean, Christ, he's starting wars. Right. (laughs) And like I said, we're gonna we're gonna get into that heavy in a minute, but I want to cover a little bit of this malfeasance first. Um, Republicans across the nation are losing the redistricting battle that will shape November's midterm elections and ultimately Joe Biden's presidency. With Republican state legislatures in control of reshaping 187 districts while Democrats control only 75. Republican legislatures had an opportunity to wreak havoc on Democrat-leaning districts, splitting them up with district lines that benefit Republican candidates. But in multiple red states, Republicans have not drawn Republican-favoring district maps. In blue states, however, Democrats have been very aggressive. The establishment media have taken note since December of how weirdly well Democrats are performing. According to the AP on Monday, Democrats are making surprising inroads in in the redistricting fight. The specific districts 
that Republicans have failed to bend red are reportedly represented by Representative Emanuel Cleaver, Democrat Missouri, Representative Frank Mervin, Democrat Indiana, Representative Lucy McBath, Democrat Georgia, and Representative Carolyn Bordeaux, another Democrat from Georgia, as those four districts will likely remain blue in Republican-controlled states, Democrats have made huge gains in blue states, racking up double-digit gains. It remains to be seen if the Republican-controlled states of Florida, Texas, North Carolina, and Ohio will compensate for these losses elsewhere. I hear they're doing the same thing in Pennsylvania, Ward. Oh, I know they did. But you just can't call it a red state. No. But, I mean, if you remember, uh, I guess it was two years ago, right before the lockdown stuff, uh, there was uh, Wolf came out and accused the the, the Senate of gerrymandering the the maps and whatnot. Uh, but I didn't ever hear an end to that. You know, I, I never heard them say that this is the way it's going to be. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know. It, it's uh, it, it it's strange the way the way it plays out. I, I just wish that our side was a little bit more aggressive. Uh, it, it almost makes me feel. I got to throw this tinfoil hat on for a second. Snatch it off my head if I go ballistic here. But uh, I'll, I'll work on it. Um, you know how you see, and I know it's a little different with elected officials, but how you see Soros DAs and Soros attorneys general and things like that at the state level. Do you think any of these freaking Republicans are that? Like funded and sourced by by the left to be a fake Republican. I mean, there's some people in Pennsylvania. There's a guy out in York County. This guy votes for everything Democrat there is. I can't even remember his name. He pisses me off every time I see him. I think his name's is it Buck or something? I can't remember. But anyway, uh, I think we've got a lot more vetting to do inside our own camp. I think we have... We have allowed ourselves to be lulled into a false sense of security when it comes to the loyalty of our own members. And you know, that's been a theme of this show ad nauseum for several years throughout the entire Trump administration. I mean, these Republicans, I mean, if you can't see it now, just uh, move to Kentucky and, and maybe move next to Mitch McConnell and you guys can be buddies. Well, I mean, we and I can show you an example right now in Pennsylvania with uh dr oz yeah. you know dr oz has come out saying he's running as a republican and da, 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 does da. he have any traction no he's not gonna have any traction right. i mean immediately they they start running the campaigns where hey he had a company that he was hiring illegal aliens to do all the work the company was the most fined in the history of companies or whatever <laughs> and it's like, there's two okay. guys that are running or at least one no there's two that are running out of the general or the uh, general assembly, which is Pennsylvania's Congress, ladies and gentlemen. Uh, which would be nice if you if you could if one of them was worth it. Like Mastriano, I don't have any time for him; he's a moron. But there's a couple other ones. The president pro temp comes to mind. I forget his name, of course. Uh, but you know, you you got to look at some different things, like. Like, why, if our whole legislature, did, did, did Governor Wolf veto uh, lowering the gas tax? Because when I went to my cabin the last time, Ward, and I said this, 
the gas was three fifty seven in Pennsylvania and two ninety nine in Poland, Ohio. Yep. And the only difference is state taxes, state and local taxes. And it was that range all the way up through through all kinds of localities. That was state. Yeah, well, as soon as you cross the line, whether you're going into West Virginia or right. Ohio, I mean, the, the price drops almost a buck. It's crazy, man. It's absolutely insane. I drive an extra 50 miles to get to my cabin because of that. Because I want that cheap gas. I don't want this wolf gas. I want some freaking... Uh, What's my man's name over there? DeWine gas. <laughs> you know, but uh, then you start looking at crime, carjacking soar by 510% in major blue U.S. cities. Chicago, New York, Philadelphia, and New Orleans are all experiencing disturbing Spikes in crime, but you know, there's other places that are also feeling the same thing. 106 miles to Chicago. We got a full tank of gas, half a pack of cigarettes in the dark, and we're wearing sunglasses. Hit it. It's the Chicago Report with Ward Miller. Yay! The Chicago shootings this week, 22 shot, five fatally in weekend violence, CPD says. An eight-year-old was among five people killed in Chicago this weekend shoot in, in this weekend shootings, which left another 17 people wounded. Man, you know, I'm going to say something controversial, and I, I don't mean anything to the people in Chicago that were caught up in the middle of this, but... <laughs> If I got to get shot somewhere, I hope it's in Chicago, man, because you got a pretty good chance of living. You know, I'm yeah, just saying. I'm just, I know that's wrong. I know it's wrong on so many levels, but the numbers are well, what the numbers are 23 and 5. Didn't know what you yeah. said? Yeah. 20, well, no, 22 were shot, 5 actually died. But yeah, you're absolutely right. I mean, the, the, the difference is these are gangbangers that never had any kind of. Uh, instruction on how to shoot correctly because if they did there would be a lot more uh, right a m- lot more people dead and thank goodness uh, they like nine millimeters you know they like they, nine millimeters and they have no no idea how to 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 shoot for center mass or anything like that they, yeah they i just, guess not you know. man i mean they just uh, that sideways thing and I, I don't i mean i'm not gonna i'm not gonna say that they're not devastating their community they are they're killing all kind of people but there's a lot of a lot of shootings per killing, uh, so to speak. Kind of reminds you of the baseball field, the congressional Republican baseball team. Those guys lucked out too, and they, that was five. That was uh, uh, seven six two. Yeah, but uh, all right. So there's that. We're going to move into the most important story uh, of many years, ladies and gentlemen. And, and I say that. Um because of the people and the cultures of the people involved. I mean, the United States military, uh, back until, I I mean, I know there's still several, I don't want to say several, there's still some Korean War veterans alive. 
But I think that was probably the last, other than some pitched battles in Vietnam, which there were some. There were not many, but there were some uh, with high casualties. Nothing at all like anything that happened in Vietnam or, or not Vietnam, in Korea or World War II, especially in the Pacific campaign. I think we lost 50,000 men in Okinawa, Ward. You know, it was a Yeah, lot. well, I mean, and, and the only difference, at that the, the difference is the warfare at that time. You know, when in World War One and World War Two, we lined up, you know, okay, I, there's good guys over here and there's guys over here and we're going to run at each other and we're going to fight. That's it. Different then, uniforms, you can identify them real easy, flags, absolutely. everything. Absolutely. Yep, exactly. Right. And then come uh, Korea, that's jungle warfare. Well, it was, there, was, there, was some, there was some force on force there, too. It, I mean, it we, was. I mean, got, they they did. They still did the uniform thing, but it was still jungle warfare. It wasn't. We're going to line up our tanks, and you're going to line up your tanks, and we're going to go at it. You at know, the, it at was, the, just to, just to correct, just to make sure we get this all right. You know, at the beginning, it was like that. The North Koreans came across the border with tanks and artillery and wiped our ass out. All the way, chased us all the way down to the Pusan perimeter at the bottom of the country. Almost put us in the sea. It was very close. And then the warfare you're talking about occurred on the way back up north, and it was small unit engagements with a couple. The big ones didn't come until November of 1950. We had pushed them all the way to the 38th parallel, the DMZ, and President Truman told traitorous General Douglas MacArthur you do not send any American troops or any European troops, because you remember it was a U.N. thing. Yeah. Don't send well, anybody was- but South Koreans. North of the 38th parallel. You- hey, guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun, too. It's a thing, and now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun, Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino-style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere and each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void or prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. With Lucky Land slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry. Sorry. We're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No. Lucky Land Casino. With cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. You can send South Koreans, but that's it. MacArthur sent the Marines. He sent the Army. He sent everybody north. We got all the way to the Chinese border and the Yalu River, and he told everybody we were going home. They even marimited... Thanksgiving dinner to these soldiers and Marines at the Chosin Reservoir in the north. And 250,000 Chinese regulars came across the border and kicked our ass all the way back down to Seoul. You know, I mean, we lost. We lost so many people there. We lost people. I think we lost 38,000 total. But we lost in the whole war in three years. But there was whole divisions, the second, my one of the division I served in was rendered combat ineffective. 
on the retreat from the Chosin Reservoir south. 50% of the casualties were weather-related, which means people froze to death. I still remember seeing films of Marines dragging their KIAs out, but the body was frozen in a position. You know, they weren't flat. They like mm-hmm. their joints were bent and stuff. It was it was god darn horrific, man. And my whole point by saying all that was you don't want to fight against the Russians unless you're serious. I'm not saying that Americans can't beat Russians. I'm not saying that. Now, you look at the degraded state of our military right now. I mean, what are they gonna do? Go over and, and try to Try to romance the, the the Russian soldiers. Is that what we're going to do? Is that our plan? You know, are we going to fix bayonets, or are we going to set up the coffee tables and flowers and make sure that everybody's uh, woke? Other people don't play well, this mean, mess that we do. So, well, I'm kind of wondering. It's almost like a false flag, but not a false flag. You know what I mean? Because it's like. They want the media just to be talking about what's going on in Ukraine and not focusing on all the rest of the crap. That's exactly what it is, man. That's exactly what it is. And, you know, I'm glad you mentioned false flag because six months ago, the United States government would not admit there was such a thing as a false flag because they have executed so many of them themselves. And we have talked to you about the projection, one of the weaknesses in the Democrats' armor is that they're too stupid not to talk about the shit they do. It's just they do it, and they try to make it like it's us doing what they do. I want you to listen to the Secretary of State. This guy, I don't know where they found him, but I can't think of anybody worse to have on our side of the negotiating table. Consequences if Russia further invades Ukraine. Joining me now to talk about all this is Secretary of State Antony Blinken. Thank you so much for joining me. Let's start with that new British intelligence that the Russian government Ooh, is planning to It's like install the Yankees a got a Russian new player in Ukraine. British Does the intelligence. US agree with that view? Well, Dan, I can't comment on specific pieces of intelligence, but you know, we've been warning about just this kind of tactic uh, for weeks, uh, and we've uh, we've spoken to that uh, publicly. And just last week, we sanctioned four agents of Russia, uh, Ukrainians, uh, in Ukraine uh, seeking to destabilize the government. So this is very much part of the Russian toolkit. It runs the gamut from a large conventional uh, incursion or invasion of Ukraine to uh, these kind of destabilizing activities in an attempt to, to topple the government. And it's important that people be on notice about that possibility. Does this intelligence make it more likely, in your view, that Putin is going to invade? I don't think it speaks to whether it's more or less likely. I think it speaks to the fact that, uh, as always, Russia develops uh, lots of different options uh, for uh, uh, doing things, including uh, in, uh, in Ukraine, and this is one of them, and it's something that people have to, uh, have to be aware of. Similarly, we've warned about the possibility of so-called false flag operations, that is, Russia manufacturing a provocation and then justifying anything it does uh, in, in terms of responding to this manufactured provocation. Uh, you know, there's been a lot of focus, rightly, on the fact that Russia has concentrated so many forces on Ukraine's border, uh, and in the, in the, with the history of 2014, uh, in our minds and Russia's invasion of Ukraine then, mm-hmm. uh, we're rightly focused on that. But it's also important that people understand there are a range of things that Russia could do, uh, could be prepared to, and we're prepared uh, to deal with all of them. I want to get to those other potential options that Russia has in a moment. But broadly, you mentioned the troops. It's 127,000 Russian mm-hmm. troops now near the border. 
How much power, in all honesty, does the U.S. really have to stop Russia? We've given Russia two paths. There's a path of diplomacy and dialogue, one that I engaged in with Foreign Minister Lavrov uh, just last week in, uh, in Geneva. But there's also a path of uh, its renewed aggression and massive consequences that we have been building now for many weeks. And it's not just us uh, that's saying it. Uh, the G7, the world's leading democratic economies, have been clear about that. The European Union's been clear about that. NATO's been clear about that. And as we're doing that, we provided more defensive assistance, uh, military assistance uh, to Ukraine uh, last year than at any time uh, in the past. Uh, I just uh, authorized myself the provision of uh, American origin uh, military equipment that's with uh, third countries, uh, Estonia, Latvia, and Lithuania, uh, to get to Ukraine. And we are in intense, uh, regular, constant co communication, uh, consultation with allies and partners to make it very clear that these massive consequences will follow. So basically at this point, Donna, the, the choice is Vladimir Putin's. And uh, Think about this. Think about China or Russia coming to Mexico and getting Venezuela to send Mexico tanks or anti-aircraft. That's what we're doing over there, man. I want you to listen to an, editor, to an excerpt from an editorial from General Flynn. Although going to war is the most consequential decision that a nation can make, the people are rarely consulted by the elites who are largely immunized from the consequences of their actions. If the people were actually consulted, wars would be rare events indeed. For instance, Mitt Romney has four sons. None of them have ever served in uniform. That's just me adding that. The rhetoric about the Ukraine... This, this is crazy. I want you to listen to this. The rhetoric about the Ukraine conflict is out of control. President Joe Biden, read Barack Obama, threatens that Russia would pay a heavy price for any incursion into Ukraine. Secretary of State Anthony Blinken warns of massive consequences for Russia. You just heard him. Senator Roger Wicker of Mississippi. Is he a Republican or a Democrat? We're going to click on his thing and see if it says here. Joint team. No, it doesn't say. I don't know. I'm guessing, though, I'm, I'm guessing he's a Republican. Where's he uh, from? Mississippi. Senator Roger yeah, Wicker. Good. Roger Wicker. W-I-C-K-E-R. Listen what this idiot said. Senator Roger Wicker of Mississippi told Fox News' Neil Cavuto, we don't rule out first-use nuclear action. Damn. First-use nuclear action rhetoric is not only extremely dangerous, but these types of nonsensical remarks also threaten the stability of the entire world. You think? Policy walks well, throw I around do. the phrase failure of imagination when it comes to intelligence community failures. The entire Obama administration, along with the neocon defense and foreign policy things, think tanks in Washington, because now you're going to tell me he's a Republican, right? Yes, he is. Of course he is. Are failing to imagine the consequences of the dangers lurking in Eastern Europe currently. I'm going to guess that senator doesn't have any kids in the military. You know, I, I'm just going to go out on a limb uh, it doesn't, it, and, and guess that. I'll you know? bet it, yeah. 
You know, like like I do. Well, I, I mean, mean my my time. son is in Germany right now. You know, and and, and he's in yeah. psyops, so I don't know what they're doing with him. You know, but, but that's the, the the point is, I mean, a lot of these guys, like uh, for example, uh, Romney. I'll guarantee none of not one of his kids ever put a you know laced up the boots at six a.m. None of you know them have. I mean? So, nope. exactly. So it's not that there was never a chance of them going to war because they're cowards to start with. Yeah, hundred percent, hundred percent. Um, and, and and we've got uh, a ton of this. Uh, you know what? But since you brought that up about, or since I brought it up, and then you uh, continued with it, uh, Steve Bannon on Mitt Romney and his kids. Let's talk about another beauty. Willard Mitt Romney. Now, I want you to understand something. It was Willard Mitt Romney's comment yesterday, his tweet or whatever it was, that, and the only reason I'm going there, Mitt, because you started it. <laughs> Mitt, you had to go there. <laughs> all the insults you made about the President of the United States, put all that in back of us. You know, he interviewed you for Secretary of State. Everything's fine. But no, Judge Moore's got to run. you got to jump in here. Honor, what did he say yesterday? Honor and, te- and integrity. Honor and te- that, that Judge Moore lacked honor and integrity, and that's why he couldn't vote for him, right? Couldn't, couldn't support him. Couldn't support him. Judge Moore is a graduate of the United States Military Academy at West Point. <laughs> Judge Moore served his country in one of the toughest wars we've ever had, Vietnam. And he went over there, he went over there for his country, his state, and his family. Mitt, that's honor and integrity. And by the way, Mitt, while we're on the subject of Vietnam and honor and integrity, you avoided service, brother, right? You served, okay, Mitt, Mitt, here's how it is, brother. Now you, the college affirmance, you know, that's, that's, you know, we can debate that, but you hid behind your religion. You went to France to be a missionary while guys were dying in rice paddies in Vietnam. Do not talk to me about honor and integrity. And now I'm going to get personal. You had, you ran for commander in chief, you had five sons. Not one day of service in Afghanistan and Iraq. We have 7,000 dead and 52,000 casualties. And where were the Romneys during those wars? Boom. You want to talk about honor and integrity, brother, bring it. Bring it down here to Alabama. You have the guts to get on the stage. You have the guts to get on the stage of a man that served in Vietnam. And you expect us to believe honor and integrity. Judge Roy Moore has more honor and integrity in that pinky finger than your entire family has in his whole DNA.
And you know why he's on Judge Moore. He's still bitter about Donald Trump. Embrace it, Mitt. He is President of the United States and Commander-in-Chief of the Armed Forces, something you so miserably failed at. There you go. And, and you know, something word that that I I just thought of as, as that clip was going, this is the first time, maybe... Um, in error uh, because of the other times. But but this is the first time that I have ever shied away from a military intervention. This one doesn't feel right, man. This one is, this one is pure politics, man. And, and I just... Uh, and it's against an enemy that is very much like us, and that scares the shit out of me. There's not that much difference between Russians and us. You know what I mean? I mean, there's there's some ideological differences and things like that, but we're both uh, close, much closer than we are with the Iraqis, the Vietnamese, or the Koreans, culturally. Well, I, yeah, I agree. And I never thought that we should have been in any of the other wars anyway. I mean, you look at when we got into Korea... Korea, we shouldn't have been in Korea. We shouldn't have been in Vietnam either. Uh, they they were wars for for rich people to make money and poor people to die. Yeah, I mean, and the way we got it, into them too. Yeah, now it, now it, Korea was a little bit different, it, but, but the it reasons was were, not much. It was still a war we shouldn't have been in. Right. I mean, the, the, and it's the same as it's what's going on here. This isn't our fight. Not at all. There's absolutely no not reason for us to have troops on European soil much less anywhere near Ukraine. I would close down NATO, and, and I think Trump would have too if they wouldn't have bucked up with what they owed. Uh, but I, I don't see the value in that. The only value I see in that is keeping this war alive, this Cold War, as the namesake of this show. Yeah. You know, and the foreign ministry today of Ukraine, um, you know, they... They're, they're getting all dramatic, man. I mean, they sent a special operations team to secure the embassy people. The, you know, they, the State Department has, has told all the families of the embassy staff in Kiev. Uh, and, and help me out on something here. Our whole life, what was the capital of Ukraine? It was Kiev, wasn't it? Yeah. I mean, and now, like, the last couple know, of years, yeah. now it's Kiev, Kiev or something. You know, they, like, changed it. It's like, I don't know, but... The foreign ministry of Ukraine well, on Monday. Probably did, what it is is because Joe couldn't pronounce Kiev. <laughs> so it just became Kiev. So they dismissed the State Department's withdrawal of families uh, of U.S. Embassy staff in Kiev uh, as. Well, you know, it, it was nice of them to, to give them a heads up on like what the. It was nice to give them a heads up on like what they did to the guys in Afghanistan. Right, but the foreign ministry is saying said, it's hey, premature. They're saying it's premature given the lack of drastic change in tensions between the country uh, and Russia. If you look at, at the other countries that are like right next to it, they're not so disturbed. Let's listen to the second part. Of Anthony, his name is actually Anthony. It's not Anthony. It's like Pittsburgh people say Anthony. Anthony with no H. That's like his real name. He's a something else. <laughs> Let's listen to Anthony. 
Ukrainian President Zelensky is calling for the U.S. Uh, and others, Europeans, to put sanctions in place now, to do it proactively, not reactively. Uh, he said, quote, today our partners are saying that war may start tomorrow. There is a powerful escalation on the Russian side, and then there will be powerful sanctions applied. The question is, why are you not introducing sanctions now rather than wait until after the escalation? What's well, your answer for, to that? First of all, Donna, uh, as I said, we are not waiting. Uh, we are doing a lot right now. Uh, and as I mentioned, uh, besides build, uh, the United States taking the lead in bringing countries um, throughout Europe and even beyond, together in putting together massive consequences for Russia if it takes uh, renewed aggressive action uh, in Ukraine. As I mentioned, uh, we're providing, uh, and last year alone, provided more military assistance to Ukraine than at any year uh, in the past. Uh, we have been uh, going against those inside Ukraine, trying to destabilize the mm -hmm. uh, the government. So we're taking concrete action. But you're not, but you're not imposing to, the sanctions. So yeah. when it comes to sanctions, um, the, the purpose of those sanctions is to deter uh, Russian aggression. Uh, and so if they're, uh, if they're triggered now, you lose the deterrent effect. All of the things that we're doing, including uh, building up in a united way with Europe, massive consequences for Russia, is designed to factor into President Putin's calculus and to dis deter and dissuade them from taking uh, aggressive action, you, even as we pursue diplomacy at the same time. Do you see any scenario in which more U.S. service members become involved here? One of the things that uh, we've been very clear about, uh, besides the massive economic financial consequences uh, that would befall Russia if it further uh, commits aggression against Ukraine, uh, is the ongoing continued uh, uh, buildup of uh, defense capacity in Ukraine and, equally, uh, continuing to build up uh, NATO's defensive capacity, uh, including on the so-called eastern flank, the countries uh, near Russia. Uh, and the alliance is looking at uh, very practical and important measures that it would take in the event of further Russian aggression. All right, let me let me explain, ladies and gentlemen, what the only goal the Federation of Russia has. The Federation of and, and the United States is blowing this. We are blowing this. There's no first of all, there's no reason to even maintain a North Atlantic Treaty Organization because there is no. North Atlantic Treaty Organization to counter NATO. Russia is on its own. And they have allies in the region, but not like the Warsaw Pact. It, during the Warsaw Pact days, they owned all these countries, the satellites we used to call them. Yeah, the, the Eastern Bloc countries. The Eastern Bloc countries, that's correct. They're gone. And some of them are the most free countries in Europe and the smartest who put up fences immediately against the Muslim jihad. I remember it vividly. But the only thing the Russian Federation wants is that they do not want Ukraine in NATO. Ukraine is a border country of Russia. Ukraine is the seaport to Russia. Ukraine is the breadbasket of Eastern Europe. Can you see putting NATO missile sites, which is what membership in NATO would authorize on Russia's border? It's not going to happen. It's stupid. It is stupid and it is interventionist and it's arrogant and we shouldn't do it. 
And that's what this is all about on their end. On our end, oh, we're, we're sitting here, these idiots, like I said at the beginning of the show, these bottom-of-the-food-chain people that have made it into politics in Washington, D.C. are not the smartest people in the world. And they think that just because we're the United States, nobody can ever touch us. They are stupid, ladies and gentlemen, and they are on both sides of the aisle. And this is something that needs to be stopped, in my opinion. And I'm not an anti-war. Yes, I am an anti-war guy. Yes, I am. I don't want war. No, I don't want war, but, I mean, there's a time and a place. That's exactly right. I'm not a punk. I just don't want war. Exactly. For for something stupid. Well, I mean, if if we were to be attacked, like 9-11. Totally different. Yes, Pearl Harbor. Completely different. But you we look at attacked. you look at when we were attacked, and we had a Republican neocon prick as president, and the first thing he did was come out just like General Casey did when the, the attack at Fort Hood happened. These fools come out and they kiss Islam's ass immediately. Yes. George Bush said yes. it's the religion of peace. General Casey said the worst thing we could possibly lose is our diversity. And our Muslim brothers, man, screw both of you idiots. Identify the enemy and take them out or at least protect yourself against them. But, but that was my point, Hutch. I, I mean, you know, we if we are attacked, we have to defend ourselves because that's what you do. That's right. But when you have a border country of Russia and they have a, a, a beef one way or another, that's not our fight. No. That's like the New York cops that went to the domestic disturbance yesterday and intervened, and both of them got shot. That's what messing with Ukraine and Russia is. It's exactly right. Exactly right. It's a domestic dispute with Russia. None of our damn business, man. For those of you who think the conflict is not being orchestrated by the Obama-Biden administration, look at that. Somebody even wrote that word. They didn't write the Biden administration. They wrote the Obama-Biden administration. Consider this. European countries and our NATO allies are not as worried about Russia entering Ukraine. The people that are closest to the situation, including France and Germany, they're not asking for us to get involved. Indeed, you can make the argument based on their public statements that European NATO countries are not that concerned. Even Chuck Todd sees this. Oh, we happen to have that clip. Chuck Todd is NBC's political director and moderator of Meet the Press. Chuck, good morning. It's good to see you. So obviously, President Biden set off some alarm bells at his press conference this week Mm -hmm. when he used the term minor incursion. People from Kiev to Washington and Europe were worried that that gave a green light to Vladimir Putin to go in. That was cleaned up pretty quickly by the White House. The president coming out himself the next day and saying there will be swift, severe Mm -hmm. consequences if Russia goes in. But what does that mean? What are those swift, severe consequences? And what will be, do you think, the American involvement if there's an invasion here? Well, I think right now the, the American involvement is what you're seeing right now. We're going to be sending weapons, those things, to Ukraine, sending them reinforcements on that front. Uh, and obviously we're playing the lead diplomat here uh, in trying to uh, deter Putin from doing it. But, you know, it's fascinating to, to see... The White House walked back what the president said because the president and this is I don't think he said anything that wasn't true. And the fact of the matter is Europeans are not aligned in how 
how fortified of a response do they want to have? Uh, how much, you know, how much skin in the game do they want to have to protect Ukraine beyond rhetoric uh, and the talk of sanctions? And, you know, this is, I think, a debate that's going to be in this country a little bit. You know, does the United States care more about Europe's security than Europe? Uh, and I think that that's a fair question to ask at times, because Europe right now is not united with the same level of concern about Russia as we have. Yeah, and Vladimir Putin senses that and, of course, has shrugged off yep. sanctions in the past. Chuck, we'll look for much more this morning. Thanks so much on Meet the Press. Chuck will be joined by Secretary of State Antony Blinken with some important questions for him. Also, Vermont Senator Bernie Sanders and Democratic Congresswoman Alyssa Slotkin of Michigan. So it's the Obama-Biden foreign policy team that's creating this anxiety <clears throat> over the potential for Russia to enter Ukraine, not our NATO allies. So just remember that when this all goes down, this is us initiating all this. If we end up in a conflict in Ukraine, it will be because the professional political class, and understand that means Republicans, in Washington, D.C., want us to be in a war in Ukraine. Not the American people. Russian President Vladimir Putin can also easily see this dynamic. And, you know... If you look at this situation, there are eerie echoes of how we got into World War I. And there is a in-depth article in The American Thinker that talks about this, a little excerpt uh, by Andrea Widberg. Uh, See also the Europeans are afraid of Biden's rush to war. For those who pay attention to history, It's completely unnerving watching Joe Biden and Barack Obama, I added Obama, seemingly plan to drag America into war in and over Ukraine. The great power's focus on this little country is eerily reminiscent of the start of World War I, a war that laid the groundwork for everything wrong with the last 108 years of Western history. Ukraine, a small, corrupt country on Russia's southwestern edges, was once a part of the former Soviet Union. For reasons that make absolutely no sense, the United States is determined to see Ukraine join NATO. Although NATO is less thrilled about that, given Ukraine's corruption and the fact that it does nothing to help defend Europe against Russia, which, after all, was the point of NATO, Ward. I mean, this is something that um, I don't know if it's possible, but boy, it would be nice to get the hell on out of this if we can. Well, and I've said for a long time that we should not only got out of NATO, we should get out of the United Nations, too. I agree. I do. And then you hear all the John McCain saying, oh, you're just an isolationist. No, I mean... You can participate and not have to be the the teeth of the damn UN. I mean, we could just be like any other, you know, uh, any other country that's part of the UN. Just put it in Mumbai or something. Put it, put it over there. Yeah, it doesn't need to be in the UN. Mike Lee would love it. Put it in Mumbai. Exactly. (laughs) He could be the next ambassador to to the UN, and he could live right in the country he supports. Exactly. The city, city he supports. Sure. Or you could send it to Kenya and have 
uh, Obama did. There you go. Right. So there's another thing going on. Uh, we got to go to a little bit of this vaccination deal. Um, the Truckers Freedom Convoy gathers oh, massive, massive public support as it crosses have Canada. Have you seen it? I have. They, they said it's like 50,000 trucks. It's crazy. And you know that this is real because it comes from Sundance and the conservative treehouse. The Canadian Freedom Convoy of Truckers pushing back against COVID mandates. This is one of the things that makes me feel upbeat on the outlook. And forced vaccinations began late last week and has gained massive support from the public. The fundraiser for the effort now exceeds $3.3 million and climbing. Rebel News and other alternative, Rebel News is very good, by the way, and other alternative media outlets have joined the convoy, which not only includes big rig truckers, but massive numbers of regular Canadian citizens who are joining the convoy as they head to Ottawa for an arrival date of January 29th. It's difficult to estimate the scale of the groups as they are coming from multiple directions. The truck convoy started from British Columbia in the west, Newfoundland in the east, and Windsor, Ontario in the south. However, cars, SUVs, vans, and small commercial trucks are now included in the massive convoy lines and joined with the big rigs. Man, that's outstanding. You know, this was one of the things that truly depressed me uh, about halfway through this year. It felt like there was nobody with us, Ward. I'm sitting there watching Western Europe going, dude, we saved you? Why? Why did we well, save you? They're actually fighting, man. I mean, I know. And 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 that was what I was uh, alluding to early in the show was uh, Tommy's been posting a bunch of stuff on Getter from all over Europe where they're all standing up to this, you know, vaccine insanity. Okay, let's see. I could take a vaccine that ha- that gives me a percentage chance of dying, or I cannot take it and have a ninety nine point nine eight percent survival rate of getting it. It's hmm. insane, man. And, and you know these 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 leftists. And I predicted this early on because it's human nature. Uh, you have these fool. Well, you have these naive people, and and terrified, scared quivering, shivering people that took these vaccines totally believe the government. No, I mean, just no critical thinking like you said. Well, now when you're on that team, it's pretty hard. It takes a whole lot of solid character to fight against vaccines after you've already got one. Well, I mean, uh, I'm trying to remember who said it. but they, the 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 line goes, you can never. How's it, what is it? Give me a sec. You can never. It's a whole lot easier to be fooled than it is to admit that to you've con, been fooled. To convince somebody that they've been fooled. Right. That was it. Yep. Mark Twain. And not <laughs> only that, if you've got it, then you got to ask yourself: Do I really want to be in this argument? I've already got it. I want well, everybody to get it now. Yeah. But the, yeah, that's the thing that doesn't make any kind of sense. It's like, okay, why am I going to get a, a, a 
how is it an immunization when <laughs> I'm still going to get sick? I know, man. I don't understand either. And now, I mean, okay, then Fauci, don't call it an immunization. Fauci's so damn stupid. He's going out there thinking he's going to sell a fourth booster to America. That's not going to work, Antony. People have had enough. The people that got jabbed three times on your word, <laughs> good luck in the rest of your life. Well, I mean, the other thing, too, is look at the Om- the, the Omicron variant or whatever they're, they're calling it now. There's no deaths. That they have died no, from it. And, and tell me this. How do they know it's an Omicron variant? They don't. Is, is there a secret test I don't know about? Do you want me or, to tell you what or, it is? Or, or is, it a, is it a Q-tip that either turns red or it doesn't? No. What it is, is it's the same thing as the COVID-19 virus, of man. It is. It's a cold. It's a cold. COVID has, been a, COVID has been around since the beginning of time. But even before COVID-19 came out, that was the cold virus of 2019, folks. There was a there was a COVID eighteen. There was a COVID twenty. We are now in COVID twenty two. That's why it's the there was the beta variant, then the delta variant. Now it's Omicron. That's three. You talk about the people though. Civil war is about to break out in Europe as fifty thousand protesters lose it in Brussels. There's violence now. Now they're starting to attack the police. So if you're a police officer and you're 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 going to take the side of this government COVID shit, put some extra body armor on because we've had enough. You know what I mean? This is not this is a bad a bad thing to defend, folks. You think you're doing the Lord's work in the police department, and you're you're the the security forces for evil people like Fauci forcing vaccines on people. Uh, screw you, man. I don't support you. No, and you know what's really tragic is you see some of these other countries like Australia. Horrible. Except they've got the best pushback, though. That's where you're going to see the rubber meeting the road. But at the same time, they have the most pushback because they're getting the most pushed on. That's right. You know what I mean? Absolutely. And that goes back to what I said before, equal and opposite reaction. You have to have one to have the other. And it goes back to me saying that the people that are in these positions are the scumbags of our society. They're not the best people in our society. They're the laziest. They're the ones that found the easiest way to the money. And then they got the power. And now they're Eric Swalwell and Adam Schiff. That's who you're dealing with, folks. Don't ever forget that. These are the scumbags. These are not people that have raised up in our society, the people that have done that are the people like Donald Trump that did it on their own. Not people like Adam Schiff and Mitch McConnell and Mitt Romney. No, who didn't gain any money until they got into office and right. became rich off of um, I don't understand how they're not investigated. Because one day, it's one day like, there's okay. going to be real cops there. One day there'll be real cops. Not today, but you know what? One day there will. And I can't I, wait for that. Uh, no, me neither. So let's talk about um, social media and the truth social media platform. Uh, Devin Nunes knows what time it is. He, he realizes that uh, he saw what happened to President Trump. So he's talking about a very important step along the way, vetting. Devin Nunes joins me now in his first television interview since leaving public office. And it is good to see you this morning, Devin. Thanks very much for being here. 
It's great to be with you, Maria. Great to be back on in different capacities. Yeah, congratulations on the new job. We are all waiting to see what plays out with Truth Social and Trump Media and Technology Group. When will you launch Truth Social? Well, for sure, we'll launch it by the end of this quarter. So one of the challenges that we have with big tech is that they don't want us to succeed. So we have to make sure that not only we build all of our own infrastructure as much as possible, but we also have to vet the partners that we will have. So, for example, Rumble, which is a YouTube alternative, uh, we're going to be partnering with them on certain aspects. They're one of the only big social media companies uh, that have actually been able to get a fortified beach, beachhead and survive against big tech. So we're looking for partners like that that will ensure, uh, to the best of our ability, that once we do go live, we will have a safe place that big tech cannot cancel. So those are the types of things that we're working on right now, and we're excited because uh, we're preparing to launch here in, here in the next 60 days. So you're going to launch by the end of March. That means I know that you're going to be doing testing before then in February. Uh, that's right around the time that the uh, primaries begin. What role will Truth Social have in the primary and the midterm elections? Well, I think what you're seeing now, Maria, from what happened over a year ago uh, when the canceling just went full scale, uh, where Americans, hundreds of thousands, if not millions of Americans, got booted from the social media companies uh, this is what, what really changed my opinion. I, you know, I was one of the first guys to be shadow banned, the first guys to be impacted you know, several years ago by these social media companies. But when you start not only keeping off information like they did that, that actually swayed the election right before the election, but then you start kicking not only the, the President of the United States off of social media, but millions of, of, the fo- of their followers. Uh, I went around the country last year, and I think people were just shocked. So when this opportunity came up to help build something new, and not just social media, but looking at the whole playing field of other sectors where this cancel culture, so-called woke culture, has taken over these big corporations and big tech companies, uh, it was really something I felt it was a calling that I had, and it was something that I see as, as something larger uh, than where I was at, because I think this is needed, not only for the United States, but for everywhere around the globe, quite frankly. Yeah, and, and what you said to me yesterday was that this is going to be open to everyone. It's not going to have the algorithms that you see in other social media companies that point you to a certain narrative or sway you. Yeah, I would, I would say this, too, that you know, we're not looking to be a conservative or Republican only. I mean, really, if you notice what's happened, what happened a year ago, just think from, from where we started. It was like, okay, we don't like conservatives. Big tech sided with the left, and they banned a bunch of conservatives. Well, now you're starting to see they're also targeting you know, any liberal or any moderate who raises any question about COVID of any kind, you're banned or you're shadow banned. So these are the types of things that, that we want to create uh, a safe place on the Internet that's not only family-friendly, uh, that's going to follow all the laws uh, on the books, but also a place where you're not stuck in some Internet ghetto uh, yeah. because of your political affiliation or your political ideas. So this is really an opportunity not only for um, millions of Americans to get their voice back that are conservative, but I think also independents and moderates, where just recently we've seen people uh, come out, like Joe Rogan, you know, I think a well-known independent who's expressed his frustration with big tech, and yeah. the list goes on and on. So hopefully we'll be a place not just for social media, political expression, but also for sports, arts, and, and entertainment. All right, so uh, keep in mind, ladies and gentlemen, Maria Bartiromo, 
uh, like Ted Cruz's wife, a member of the Council on Foreign Relations. You always got to keep that in your mind, a big-time globalist uh, when you hear her talk. Well, she's been doing okay lately, I guess. Uh, but we wish the uh, platform well. I mean, uh, Rumble has been doing really well, uh, especially for my other show that I'm on. Uh, not my show, but uh, Wayne Dupree's show. Uh, a lot of, lot of uh, activity on Rumble, so, so that's good. We'll keep an eye on Devin Nunes and, and Donald Trump's social media platform. Hope it works out. Really do. We need something like that, Ward. Absolutely. I mean, as conservatives, we need any place. Yeah, I mean, Getter's working really well. I'm, I is. haven't, I haven't seen any problems with it yet. I've been. Uh, I saw one. Been, there was there was one that a guy was shadow banned, and they came out and admitted it. And I haven't heard anything else about that. Um, but we'll see what happens. I mean, it's working for me. Yeah, I mean, I, I like it. Uh, I I like the fact that a lot of the people I connect with, and it, it kind of impressed me because I really wasn't pushing it. And I did one of those uh, Trump train things, yeah. you know, that they do. And I did that, and all of a sudden I got over 100 people following me, and it's like, okay, cool. Right, you know, so, right. Yeah, I'll do yeah, that a couple times. I had a blast, my- too, and then I got a, you know, I kind of got away from it a little bit. It's like, I don't know, like Twitter was, was like the thing, and that was every day, all day, whatever thing. And then once that fell out, like I lost my desire to be online that much. I really did, man. I, I swear, well, I, I, that's the best thing ever happened to me was getting thrown yeah, off of Twitter. I feel the same way but getting thrown off of Facebook. Yeah, I wasted so much time, man. It, it, it's amazing to me how much time I, I wasted doing stuff on Facebook just because I'm bored. You know, right. I'm bored, so I'm going to go do stuff on Facebook. Now that I don't have Facebook, I actually go do stuff. Yeah, you know? me too. So, I mean – I mean, and that's how like a lot of the promo stuff I did for the for the show and whatnot that I was sending you because I'm bored, right. you know that that's where it came from. There you go. So, um, NBC has released a poll showing a complete collapse in support for Biden from independent voters. Now, keep in mind that NBC polls are done by Mark Murray, who is a notorious manipulative pollster for media scripts. As a result, when NBC presents bad polling, a bad polling outcome for any Democrat, you can be absolutely sure that the outcome is far worse than what they're saying. In addition to the 54% disapprove, 43% approve top-line result. Who thinks that 43% of Americans agree with this idiot? I mean, is that even possible, Ward? Is that, I mean, is that even worth I, printing? Well, or, because there's there's people out there that believe that kind of nonsense. But forty three percent said that's almost half, that's, man. Well, fifty. You mean to tell me that <laughs> what forty six percent approve of what he did? Uh, approve of his. I mean, that's 43. Number, right? I mean, yeah, 43. Yeah. The, the NBC result shows approval of Joe no, Biden. It should be 46. De- well, he declined. Well, yeah, if there, but there's, you know, there's some that are undecided. Yeah. You, know, you got to always have them. Yeah. The idiots, the true people that are drunk. But 43% approve the result. The NBC result shows approval of Joe Biden declined among independents 
You're telling me 68% of independents agreed with him in April? This is all bullshit. It's all bullshit. They say that blacks, 83% approved of Biden, and it went down to 64. And those 18 to 34, 56% approved of Biden, and it went down to 47. This is, let's listen to the clip. In President Biden's news conference on Wednesday was designed to kick off a second-year reset of his presidency. Cap recaptures political identity, if you will. But our, MB, our new NBC News poll suggests Mr. Biden does need a reset because he's lost his identity a bit. He's no longer seen as competent and effective. He's no longer seen as a good commander-in-chief or perhaps most damaging as easygoing and likable. In fact, just 5% of adults say Mr. Biden has performed better than expected as president. One of the many lowest firsts and fewests in our poll. And as we kick off our Meet the Midterms coverage heading into November, the NBC News Political Unit developed what we're calling a midterm meter. It's based on previous election cycles. It's basically three poll numbers you need to know best. I'm going to start with the, perhaps the most important number to understand uh, the direction of the midterms. It's job approval here. The president's job approval rating sitting at 43%. If you look at history, history shows that kind of presidential approval rating leads to a shellacking for the party in power. How about the mood of the nation? Well, let me show you this. Right now, our wrong track, the nation's on the wrong track number, sitting at 72%. Second poll in a row where we've been over 70%. This is only the third time in our poll's history over 30 years where we've had two tracks that uh, were that off. That, again, would put you in shellacking territory for the party in power. Wow. <laughs> I mean, that's Chuck Todd, folks. Chuck Todd. I mean, this yeah, well, is uh, I mean, these guys. Are, these guys have got to be going home and beating their dogs. Yeah, they they got to figure out a way. I, I don't know how you can spin the the buckle that is Joe Biden into anything positive. And I mean, not you only could do that, you'd be a hell of a storyteller. J.K. Rowling can't tell that story, right? And when you look at how he got there, and I know a year has passed. And a lot of people are not focused anymore. But that doesn't change the facts. In 2020, Wisconsin had over 265,000 mostly illegitimate, indefinitely confined votes. Instead of political leaders addressing 2020, they now want to update the law. Now, I'm not going to sit here and say that we can overturn this election, but I am going to say the truth needs to come out. I don't care if it takes 10 years. The truth needs to come out about this shit, and I mean it. I mean, really, it should be overturned because you cannot have a country where half of us, and now it's more than half of us, don't think that the leader was constitutionally elected. And now you're going to take me to war with Russia? And my son is an officer of the United States Army? Or a private or whatever? You're going to tell me that? I'm not buying that, Ward. That's not, uh, that's not acceptable. I don't care what Mitt Romney says. I don't care what Sean Hannity says. No, I don't really. care what any of these people say. 
Well, I mean, it goes back to, you know, what I said before. We got to become critical thinkers. Yeah. I mean, it, and that goes on both sides of the fence. That has nothing to do with Republican or Democrat. You should always be questioning, you know, why? Especially when you know they're not the best and the brightest. Because they're yeah. not. Have you talked to Swalwell? Have you seen Schiff? I mean, um, some of the things that you see in Washington just, um, I mean. Well, I'm, I'm sorry, but I, I honestly believe that if I was This is an uh, island that at its widest level is, what, 12 miles from shore? Sorry to cut you off, but you get the point. Yeah. These people are not, they're not special. If they're special, it's the kind of special that needs a helmet. <laughs> you know what I mean? It's the kind of special that you have to keep the crayons and the paste away from. Well, like Mitt Romney. Like Mitt Romney. All right. 412-206-6208. We got a couple minutes if you'd like to call the program because uh, we fixed that lock thing. <laughs> I didn't fix it. I got to go into the settings. Actually, you know what, Ward? I'm going to leave that on. That's a good little feature for the first 15, 20 minutes of the show. All right. Because, uh, you know, calls are tough when you're trying to get everything rolling like that. You know, so we'll, we'll, we'll open it up right now, 412-206-6208. Don't have too much more. I did it just about perfect uh, this week. That doesn't happen very often. Washington, D.C. is sliding in to Soviet-style conditions, Ward. This is very interesting. Uh, let me put the the link location of this graphic that uh, the mayor of uh, Washington, D.C. Uh, put out to her constituency. Uh, it, it's very eerie. They're going into a Soviet style of living that we know about. I mean, this has a decidedly, hold on, let's start at the beginning. Uh, it's by Andrea Widberg. Anyone alive during the Soviet era, which was us and a lot of the people that listen to this program, remembers that one of the hallmarks of Soviet countries was chronic shortages of food and goods. Without the profit motive, production never kept up with demand. Rationing was the order of the day. Now in D.C., rationing is also the order of the day. D.C.'s Mayor Muriel Bowser has been asking people to ration voluntarily. However, we all know that if grocery items continue to be in short supply, mandatory rationing will soon replace that voluntary shtick. It seems that this rationing rule has been in place for over a week now via a tweet from Bowser's government, although the Internet just caught up with it. And the tweet is from the D.C. Homeland Security and Emergency Management. Uh, if you're hitting the grocery store to prepare for winter weather, please just buy what you need and leave some for others. You may have noticed empty shelves in some stores due to national supply chain issues, but there's no need to buy more than you normally would. Uh, this has a decidedly Soviet feel about it. When governments interfere with the flow of goods and services, those goods and services cease to exist. I figured that out when my father in 1987 had the opportunity to visit his sister. She was a devout communist 
who left Israel in 1949 to return to East Berlin so she could live in her communist paradise. When Dad saw her, she was retired, having loyally served the German communist government for over three decades. An Israeli, can you believe that? Her reward, despite being a single woman, was that she got to live in an apartment with its own bathroom. In addition to convenience, this had the added benefit of giving her an extra sink, something of a necessity because her kitchen sink was broken. When Dad asked how long she'd been suffering through this inconvenience, she told him nine years. <laughs> then seeing the disbelief on his face, she hastened to add, but I'm on the list. That's how social economies work, ladies and gentlemen. That's what we're seeing in D.C. In a post on the subject, Sundance added a pertinent point, which is that government's interference often has unexpected results. In the case of D.C., the problem isn't simply that the supply chain is broken. It's also that the supplies are misdirected. The shortage of food products in and around the metro D.C. area is a direct consequence of that same area demanding vaccination passports to enter any venue providing food away from home. You know, we told you about the two different food supply chains. The vaccine passport mandate blocks people from restaurants, dining, bars, and other sources of food. The process forces people into grocery stores where they are encountering shortages. In essence, what we're seeing in the D.C. metro area is a microcosm of what previously happened nationally with shortages in food supplies and basic essentials. The retail food delivery system in our nation is not designed or prepared to shift large numbers of people out of the food away from home lane and into the food prepared at home lane. It really is that simple. Uh, to understand, think of the toilet paper shortages of early 2020, which there were none. There was no shortage of toilet paper during 2021. Not at all. Not even one little bit, ladies and gentlemen. There actually was enough toilet paper in America, but it was at offices and commercial spaces where people usually spend most of their waking hours. That's why when I went to get my hair cut, my hairdresser offered me rolls of toilet paper. She had too many rolls for a business with no customers, while her few customers had too few rolls because stores weren't set up for so much homeowner demand. As I, pencil video shows, every consumer product is the result of thousands of individual decisions that respond in real time to market forces. When the government shows up, it's like Godzilla stomping on Tokyo, utterly destroying a functioning city or nation. The only good thing about all that's happened in the last two years is that it's given Americans a front row seat on the perils of a government-managed economy. Let's hope that voters figure out that the way to return us to a true normal is to replace every elected official with a free market constitutional conservative who trusts the American people and lets them get back to the ordinary business of their daily lives, unimpeded by nonstop government mandates on health, trucking, shipping, shopping, manufacturing, and everything else. And the other lesson that I could give you off the cuff on that is next time you need toilet paper, go somewhere that sells food because you'll find it. Marlene from Oregon, you're up. What's going on? Oh, not too much, Hutch. We're back from California, safe and sound. 
Good. Uh, I put a link. Yeah. Um, I saw something in those from Epoch Times. I guess uh, this board member from Pfizer, he's thinking we ought to quit this mask mandate crap. And I'm thinking, yeah. I wonder why our stupid governor up in Salem, or uh, wonder why Comrade Katie hasn't heard that one yet. Well, in fact, you know, it's, in fact, Marlene, the CDC actually even came out and said that uh, that the ma- mask mandates weren't useful anymore. But that's true. of course, the media's that. not covering that. But yeah, yeah, I've heard that about the CDC. And I think it's kind of funny that uh, Iran can't pay for their dues for the UN, and yet they can spend money on all this other stuff. Hmm. They're sitting. It makes me think that they're, you know, they're they're like the kid who. Huh. Hello. Oh, I thought I was gone, Hutch. Uh. Uh-uh. But anyway, uh, they. Uh, Makes me wonder what they were doing with their money if they can't pay their UN dues. Hmm. I don't well, know. T- I told you what they were doing. They were paying for Hezbollah and Hamas and That's the what Houthis. I'm saying. Exactly. Yeah. Well, see, that's what I'm saying. You're paying for all this other crap, and then, oh, I can't. It's like someone saying, oh, my God, I can't pay my rent. And yet they paid all their other bills. We got a, There's a little bit of a problem there, I think. And let, hmm. me tell you, let me tell you what they're telling the rest of the Islamic world when we send them money okay. like that. They're telling the yeah. rest of the Islamic world the same thing Egypt told you under um, Mohammed Morsi, that we were paying the jizya. This was the tax right, right. that American yeah. infidels were paying to the Islamic world. We were paying our tax to them because we're subservient to them. And we still have exactly. so many people on our side that say, well, I'm not saying anything against Islam. I would never do that. There are so many loving people in Islam. Man, kiss my ass. I don't want to exactly. hear that anymore. I don't want to hear that anymore. You know, you want to. Me neither. You want to come forward with loving people? Then let me see them. Where are you at? Where's your yeah, concert? Really, I've, I've where's your meeting? Where's your meeting? Where's your meeting? Where's your concert? You know, where's your rally? Yeah. I, I want to come. I want to talk to you. There's no such thing, yeah. folks. There's no such thing. No, there isn't. Exactly. Uh, let's see. Also, um, I did watch that video that you had on Ukraine. Uh, that was from Wayne's show this morning. I did not realize what a violent past that country has had. Indeed. Oh, Indeed. You don't know. Horrible. You don't know the <laughs> the URL to get to that, do you? That we could tell the audience because it is what I did, ladies and gentlemen. Is um, when I when I went to work this morning. I wanted to make it a point that I talked about Ukraine because to me, it's the biggest story of our day. The rest of this stuff pales in comparison what could happen if this gets out of control in Ukraine. And it's not in Ukraine. I'm talking about Russia. I don't give two shits about Ukraine. I mean, God bless everybody from Ukraine, but as far as them being a threat to me, they're not... Not as much yeah. as Russia is. The people, I'm sure, are wonderful, but yeah, it's the government that's all screwed up. Right, and not necessarily the Ukraine. Well, no, it is necessarily the Ukrainian government. If you, especially if you watch that that documentary, and what it is, it's a guy yeah. from Ukraine that's telling you the real deal. And, and yeah, it's, I it's thought really, that guy was Dutch. 
I thought he was a, maybe he maybe he did live in. No, Canada. he could have been Dutch. I, I don't know what he was. I, I just know that the, yeah. the the information was detailed was, was and, and a lot. Oh, very good. Oh yeah. You know. Oh yeah. I mean, this guy had the name Ward of Battalions, and you know that's only four or five companies. I mean, he had this was the the Nanks Battalion, and this was this battalion. I mean, he had it down, man. Huh. He did. Yeah, like, this is great. So where is that? Yeah. How do you, how do you get that? Or you know what? Um, I'll, I'll I'll find it and I'll post it on SteelCityResistance dot com. I'll do that after the show. Yeah. Okay. Because pe- other people should look at that. That really it's only about fifteen minutes. That's a great video. Right. So I uh, I answered the call at at, at quarter to ten. Uh, we're closing in your final minute, so I can get the second call in. Marlene. Okay. I got you. Final uh, thing. Um, I just want to mention real briefly that, like you, I didn't know that there were two supply chains. I didn't either. That's one of the yeah. one of the biggest yeah. knowledge nuggets I got this year. Yeah, it's one of mine too. And uh, with that, I will let you go, and hopefully, we can get somebody else in. All right, thank you, Marlene. Yeah, I'll, I'll, I'll always appreciate the call. Right. Okay, Ken from King George, you are up next, sir. What's going on? Well, when when you were reading that. That little article it reminded me of the uh, Ronald Reagan joke that he told about the, yeah, uh, me too. the Russian that, that, that ordered the car. That was and, so funny. It was supposed to be delivered in the afternoon. He said, no, I got a farmer coming in. <laughs> that was hilarious. I thought about the same thing. I did, man. I, I, same damn thing. Well, so as of today, Virginia has gone uh, supposedly mask-free in schools. Nice. With the exception of seven northern Virginia county schools oh, that or the school are looking to sue the governor now because they're giving parents the choice as to whether or not they should put a mask on their kid or not. Right. So, yeah, and well, here we go back to Loudoun County, you know, Falkier, all that, you know. So, so yeah. So what uh, is it? Uh, is are the are the northern are the northern counties going to allow the parents to make the decision or no? Well, so there was a big thing when I was listening to the Vince Colonnade show on the way home from work. He had a lot of callers that were calling in from northern Virginia <laughs> that sent their kids to school today with you know without a face diaper on. Right. And I guess one of the schools or at least one of the callers said that they got a call from their uh, daughter that they isolated all these kids that were unvaccinated, unmasked. They put them in the freaking auditorium and wouldn't let them interact with their teacher, you know, or I hate any these of people, man. I, I hate these people, man. I do. I mean, this is, and I know. I know we have excellent educators in our audience, but this shit's making me hate teachers, man. I, I mean, when I see the video of some 20-some-year-old freaking bottom-feeding teacher taping a child's mask on, I want to cut her damn head off, man. I just can't believe, I can't believe this is where we are. I can't believe there would be a young woman 
that is that polluted in her mind to do something well, like that. I, I think what, what needs to happen is people need to start standing up. And, and like I said before, we got to use common sense and, and beat them to death with common sense and say, okay, look, show me empirical evidence that a, a face mask stops this virus at all whatsoever. I want to see the part. I want to see the sentences in your charter. That's a lot that allows you to put adhesive cloth on my child's face. That's what I want to see. I don't even care. I don't even care about the science anymore. Not only that. Okay, let's let's talk constitution. Show me in the constitution where it says that that the federal government has anything to do with my health. Or the state government, or the freaking local government, for that yeah, case. Yeah, the government, the government. Period. Right. It's in. It's not in the Constitution that they guarantee that they're going to make me healthy. That's right. Damn it! You want to if you, you want to impress me and you want me to listen to you, then get rid of fentanyl. Because you're not going to do it. Get rid of uh, no. I, I ain't going to say get rid of bourbon. That would mess me up. <laughs> they tried that this just, just, just kidding. I know they did. I know they and did. It, and it was all a disaster. That was made millionaires. It was a disaster. That's right. That's the only reason that you ended up with the Kennedys. Oh, absolutely. And yeah. Vietnam, by the way. I mean, you could put that on Eisenhower, I guess. But um, anyway, so so get your point. I, I mean, it's uh it's uh, let, let, let's hear a little bit more about Virginia. What else is uh, is developing uh, there? Because it's obviously a focal point uh, in pre midterm elections and consequences thereof. Well, I, I mean, I, I think a lot of this you know, between the, the the gun legislation they've been trying to push. You know, when you had Northam and you know the the state senate and the the state, you know, delegates were all run by one party. Uh, uh, yeah, you see what happens when there's one party rule, it, you know, in all three uh, in all three state houses, and people were starting to freaking wake up. So, and they were the ones that were still, you know, hey, this was still fresh in their mind. And when it came time to vote for the governor. Well, that's how we wound up with Yonkin, you know. Right, right. And yeah. I think I think there's still plenty of momentum that, you know, I noticed uh, Tim Kaine's been out, you know. Well, hey, look, I, I've done this, not this yet. Fuck you, dude. Yeah. <laughs> Is he having problems too? Because he's a true well, scumbag. I mean, up, his his son's Antifa well, he's up and for re-election. Yeah, he's up for re-election this year. So I believe. Uh, I don't know, hopefully Jack can bail me out here, but I, I believe, yeah, King's up every six years. So Warner just got reelected during the last presidential right. cycle. So, yeah, I think, yeah, King, King's up for reelection this year. So, well, yeah. we'll see what happens. And he wouldn't be if we didn't have a 17, you know, the 17th Amendment. So, right. But, a lot of senators would be probably all of them would be out uh, if it came to that. But uh, all right, we got five minutes left, Ken. So I'm going to ask you for your final comments, and then I got one more clip, and then we're going to get on out of here. Oh man, fire away with the clip, man. All right, so, well, thanks for calling. So brother. Give that little little oh. word of hope there for you know 
looking pretty good for Virginia right now. So good deal, yeah, and we're glad. We're glad as hell. Thanks, Kevin. Absolutely. Thanks, th- thanks for listening, brother. Yep. All right, so yep. here's Ken from King George. Let's listen to one of the most ironic clips that I've ever played on this program, ladies and gentlemen. This is the potato. This is the potato. This is Brian Brian Stelter, ladies and gentlemen. I can't I can't do it the way my man Mark Dice does, but uh, you'll get the irony, folks. You will. Brian Stelter, CNN, in the classroom. Good morning, everyone. Good morning. Barbara King wants to arm this eighth grade class. All right, so today's topic is misinformation. With the tools they will need in a world of information saturation. We're going to learn to identify the various types of misinformation. And there is a lot to learn. They're called satire, false context, imposter content, manipulated content, and fabricated content. Just imagine trying to make sense of all of this as a teenager. Now we go to imposter content. What does imposter mean? Trying someone trying to be someone else, right? You hear that word was an imposter. So an imposter content uses either a well-known name, a brand, or a logo to fool people into believing that it's authentic. As the web becomes even more of a wild west every day, the students here at PS207 in Queens, New York, know that they need these lessons. A lot of students have social media, and if they're looking at stuff that is, like, wrong and just telling everyone that that it's right, and they're just giving everyone false information. King began teaching media literacy seven years ago. Why the initial impulse to teach about this? I feel it's a skill that uh, that my students really need. Um, There's too much misinformation around us in the world and I want to give them some tools to make sense of what they're seeing. She uses curriculum from the News Literacy Project, a nonpartisan education nonprofit. Founder Alan Miller says these lessons are now used by more than 37,000 educators. What do I I mean by I want you to critically think about what you're seeing on the Internet? The goal is to equip future generations of savvy news consumers. So in the picture, it looks like like a car is like on a highway and there's like a shark in the water. And what was, okay, so what are we looking at? We're looking at uh, what type of the, a social media? What, is, what kind of account is that? Twitter. Twitter. It's an infamous fake, one that gets reshared every time there's a hurricane. And these students are sharing tips so they don't get fooled. On Google, there's this little picture of a camera and you can add the image in there. And it will reverse search So ultimately, news literacy is about something bigger. It's about basic critical thinking skills. Correct. Yeah. Correct. How do you try to connect those dots? Um, well, th- to me, this is a real-world problem. It's, uh, it's, so it's very easy to bring that in when, I, when they start realizing I can utilize these skills in anything that I do. After the class, students told me the lessons hit close to home. Do any of you feel like you try to correct friends or family now based on what you've learned? Mm-hmm. Really? Yeah. I mean, like, like when COVID first started, like my family like thought that, wow, this is a hoax. But then I'm like, this is real. Like people are really dying, getting sick from it. I really just wanted to believe that it was fake, you know, because I didn't want that to really happen to me. But it was real and it just changed everyone's lives, honestly. But that gets to the motivations of you, you want to believe something, but you got to face reality. Head on. Other like fake articles, 
like you maybe you want to believe it, but like it's not true, and you have to like research if it's really true or not. More traffic into this fake site. They also said their peers would benefit from this class. Do you all feel like every student needs to be learning news literacy? Yes. Yeah. See, I was hoping, Ward, that she would say, well, the reason I do this, Brian, is because of you. Absolutely. I can teach kids how to spot fake news. If sure. it has a CNN ticker at the bottom, <laughs> it's know, fake man. news. Right. I mean, but I, I just thought that was so perfect of a clip that we'd end the show with it. Ward, another great episode, as usual, of the Steel City Resistance edition of Cold War Radio. How can people get in touch with you? And uh, your final comments, my man. Uh, I'm b- back on social media. I'm on Getter. Uh, hit me up, at Wardy22. Uh, I keep try and keep the same name so that people can stumble on me if they you know, <laughs> followed me when I was on Twitter and whatnot. So. But that's about it. Uh, hit me up, drop me a line, post something funny. There you go. All right, ladies and gentlemen, this is Cold War Radio. We will be back on Wednesday. I will be back tomorrow uh, at noon uh, on uh, the Wayne Dupree Show. You can catch that on Rumble, Facebook, uh, anywhere, YouTube. I mean, YouTube, it's a very small audience. We're getting away from from all that, but there's a bunch of other places that you can get it. Do a little research. You'll find out. Uh, Great show from 12 to 1. Then I'll be heading up to Camp Vienna. Uh, We've established our uh, television and radio studio up there. Not sure how long I'm going to be up there. It could be for a long period of time. We've got some weather coming in I've got to deal with. Uh, It's pretty cold out there. Got to pump up the the wood stove and get it running uh, because that's what we like to do. Uh, But we'll be back when we get back. And if we don't get back, we'll still be on the show. So we'll catch you Wednesday with Sal and uh, Friday with Jack. And with that, I'll say thank you, ladies and gentlemen, for letting us into your life for a couple hours. God bless.